It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, good to have you aboard with us. It is episode number 178 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. I am your host, Chris Russell, and we welcome you aboard. And away we go with another jam-packed episode of the Locked On Redskins podcast. As always, please make sure you follow me uh, on Twitter uh, and follow the Locked On Redskins podcast at Locked Redskins, at Locked Redskins and, of course, make sure – or you can follow me individually at Locked uh, – I'm sorry, at WrestleMania621. And make sure you follow the entire network of Locked On podcast hosts and Locked On NFL podcast hosts at Locked On NFL Net on both Twitter and Instagram, at Locked On NFL Net. So away we go. And – We've got a lot of different things to cover, so stick with us. Uh, wanted to bring this up, a couple of things, and we'll clean up a couple of things. Number one, my buddy Craig Heist, who I work with at 106.7 The Fan, who primarily covers the Nationals uh, and the Baltimore Orioles, but during the football season also covers the Baltimore Ravens and occasionally the Washington Redskins. So he is pretty much at every Ravens home game, so he knows some people over at the Ravens. He was telling me when we were discussing the Joe Flacco and the Redskins connection uh, and the Redskins' pursuit of a veteran quarterback, potentially, which we're going to get to in a sec, that he had heard that, and we, again, discussed this just the other day on a previous episode, I believe it was uh, 176, that... Not only were the Redskins interested in Joe Flacco, but that was their number one choice, that Joe Flacco was the Redskins' number one choice of who they were targeting as a replacement or as a starter in 2019. Think about that. Not that they were making a courtesy call, not that they were checking in, but that was their number one choice, Joe Flacco. Now, that's going to drive a lot of people crazy if they find out about that, when they find out about that, if that's true. And I trust Craig. Uh, I don't think he would throw that out there if he didn't know that to be true and if somebody with a reputable uh, information didn't tell him that. I still don't get it, though. The Redskins, as we talked about, owe Alex Smith $20.5 million under the cap, and that's a minimum. Unless there's, again, some sort of special provision coming from the NFL that nobody has ever heard of and nobody knows about. They also have Colt McCoy under contract for one more year at $3.75 million, And it's not a $3.75 million that you can just chop off because $2 million of it is fully guaranteed, which means if you cut Colt McCoy, you still have to pay $2 million in dead money. So let's just use it as a minimum. Say, if you're ready to move on from Colt McCoy because you don't think he can stay healthy, which you're absolutely right, you still owe your 
two quarterbacks then that can't play and won't be on the roster or aren't with you or have no help to you, $22.5 million. And then if you would have brought in Joe Flacco, not only would it have cost you something, but he would have cost you $18.5 million in terms of salary. You would have been paying three guys, only one of which would have been able to play, $40 million under your cap. That sound about right to you? Yeah. Sound about smart to you? Mm-hmm. This is what we're dealing with with the Washington Redskins. Now, they will deny this until kingdom come. They will say, you don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I There's too much smoke. There's too many connect the dots here. I don't know if he was their number one choice. Certainly would be reasonable to believe that. Again, that's what my pal Craig Heist is reporting and mentioned to me. Certainly seems logical, but man alive. How dumb is that? Not that Joe Flacco's a bad quarterback. I think he's better than a lot of people think he is. All the number nerds think he is. Some of my colleagues think he is. I think he has to be properly surrounded. Guess what? Most quarterbacks do. 95-ish percent of quarterbacks do. I also think he's, you know, starting to break down. I don't think he would work out here in Washington, but I think he would certainly be better than Colt McCoy. I think he would be better than Josh Johnson. I think he'd be better than a rookie quarterback. But I also think at the cost of $18 million, $18.5 million, on top of Alex Smith's money, on top of Colt McCoy's money, that's an absurd notion. Now, that leads us into another issue. Steve Weish of NFL Network. Remember, we talked about this earlier this week. Again, I believe in episode number 176, Steve Weish caught up with Doug Williams, vice president of player personnel at the Black College Hall of Fame over the weekend. And we read some quotes about Alex Smith and not ruling him out. Well, Doug Williams said that not to, again, rule out Alex Smith and Weish on NFL Network to Andrew Siciliano, uh, and it's posted, I posted it uh, on uh, Twitter, uh, so people can check it out, again, at Locked Redskins. He basically said that the Redskins are leaning more towards a free agent veteran quarterback as a means to solving their 2019 quarterback situation because they have such significant medical concerns about A, Alex Smith, but also of Colt McCoy as opposed to a rookie quarterback in the draft. Again, the video is up. Uh, You can check it out. Again, here we go. He mentioned Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, We went through the list. We mentioned Jacoby Prissett on the last edition of the Locked On Redskins podcast. They could trade for him. There's also this name that we haven't really talked about, maybe making a trade for Andy Dalton, new head coach in Cincinnati, Zach Taylor, I don't know what he thinks of Andy Dalton, the head coach here in Washington. Jay Gruden knows Andy Dalton very well. He developed him. He drafted him back in 2011 with the Cincinnati Bengals. Certainly a reasonable contract. I'd have to double-check all the contract terms, but I think it's like $14, $15 million, uh, I believe, for Andy Dalton. Uh, And, again, you'd be facing a situation where – can you absorb that kind of money into your into your salary cap for a quarterback? Yes, you can. For him, 
the problem is, is you're already paying what you're paying for Alex Smith and Colt McCoy. That's the problem. And we keep circling back and we keep going back. And it looks like, I I, want to, again, caution you, it looks like the Redskins are toying around seriously with the notion, the idea of paying somewhere between 35 and $40 million to their quarterback position in 2019. That's what it looks like their thought process is, which is absolutely, utterly, and completely absurd. And still have really, really nobody good. Nobody that good. Fine. Fairly good. Nobody that good. Nobody that good. Such is life in Redskins land. All right, when we come back, we are going to get into Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, we mentioned that name. We mentioned Jim Tom Sula. We forgot about another connection. Yes, another layer to this that was pointed out to us after we mentioned Colin Kaepernick and the Redskins on the last edition of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Good to have you with us, plus a nightmare trade scenario that was also mentioned for the Redskins. We'll cover both of those. It is episode number 178. Thanks for being with us of the Locked on Redskins podcast. I'm your host, Chris Russell. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, we welcome you back. It is the Locked On Redskins podcast. I am your host, Chris Russell. It is episode number 178. Good to have you aboard with us right here. All right, so let's get to it uh, before we waste any more time. So we mentioned Mark Garagos, the lead attorney for Colin Kaepernick, and mentioning vaguely a third team that he expected Colin Kaepernick could potentially land with within, uh, I guess, a couple-week of period now that his grievance situation is settled, right? And he mentioned the Carolina Panthers, and he mentioned the New England Patriots. And he mentioned... A, a vague reference to his former coach. And I speculated, because nobody else had kind of picked up on this, I speculated after I read about this and after I heard about this, was he talking about Jim Tom Sula? Chip Kelly was brought in be, in between Jim Tom Sula and Kyle Shanahan. And Chip Kelly is now at UCLA. So Chip Kelly is out of the NFL. So in the NFL, there was Jim Tom Sula, obviously Harbaugh, who's at Michigan, Jim Tom Sula, who's the Redskins defensive line coach, and of course Kyle Shanahan, who got rid of him. So the only coach that he could wind up with that I could think of, as long as he was talking about a head coach, would be Jim Tom Sula. What if he was talking about an offensive coach that he worked with? that is currently an offensive coordinator in the NFL. And I would admit, 
I'm sure there are more than just one, but the one that was pointed out to me uh, by my buddy j on Twitter, who is a good dude and points out a lot of things to me um, and listens to this podcast, so I appreciate uh, all of his help, is Kevin O'Connell, who was an offensive assistant in 2016 under Chip Kelly. He was with Colin Kaepernick on that staff in his only year with the San Francisco 49ers when Chip Kelly was there before Kyle Shanahan took over, after Jim Tom Sula left or was fired, and now Kevin O'Connell is the offensive coordinator of the Washington Redskins. Are we... Taking some liberties here to connect the dots? Yes. But Mark Garagos, again, who's not an agent in the NFL, who's not a general manager, who's not an owner, is maybe speculating, or maybe he's not. Maybe he knows something more than we actually know at this point. Maybe the reason why they settled was because of this. Maybe the reason why he settled was because he knows that potentially he has a deal or that Colin Kaepernick has received a certain inquiry or interest or meeting. Maybe. Again, can't rule it out. Can't rule it out. We shouldn't rule it out. So the bottom line is this. If you take, you know, and and again, credit to JR because I didn't even think about it. Um, And by the way, his official Twitter uh, account is at jrow 14 underscore. If you take into account Kevin O'Connell as the offensive assistant and now the Redskins offensive coordinator and kind of a young progressive mind, and then again, Jim Tom Sula could be one or the other. Maybe there's another coach that he was referring to. I don't know. That's two on the Redskins staff. And oh, by the way, this just in, the Redskins need a quarterback. And oh, by the way, maybe Colin Kaepernick, now that he's got his settlement money, isn't looking for the moon and the stars in terms of a salary in the NFL. And oh, by the way, the Redskins are said to reportedly be looking at a veteran quarterback. And oh, by the way, Doug Williams is the Redskins vice president of player personnel, who, oh, by the way, was the first African-American quarterback to win a Super Bowl. Hmm. On top of that, oh, by the way, the Redskins are a team that is absolutely lacking buzz, interest, a polarizing figure, a reason to watch, a reason for everyone to be interested in, to sell tickets, to raise a profile for. Again, there would be a huge, huge, huge downside and a huge risk as well. And I still don't think it's going to happen. I still don't believe it because Dan Snyder and Bruce Allen side with the president. And I just don't see it for political reasons, but I cannot rule it out. I've always ruled it out. I do not think they would handle it well. I do not think it would be good for that building. I cannot rule it out. I'm not saying it will happen. I'm not saying I think it should happen. 
I cannot rule it out for all the reasons I just mentioned. So there you have that. There you have that. All right. The other quick thing that I wanted to get to in this segment is this. I tweeted about this earlier. Walter Football, WalterFootball.com. It's a good website. Um, Sometimes I think they're a little reckless in terms of what they say. And people get all crazy about it. But, yeah, it's good for information, and I like some of their stuff. Uh, I, I, I don't take everything they do word for word. But they provided this, uh, and this is from uh, my buddy uh, Chad Ryan at Redskins Capital Connection, uh, at Chad Wico, R-C-C, at Chad Wico, R-C-C. He says, it begins, Walter Football currently mocks the Redskins to trade up to five, number five, overall, and take Duke quarterback Daniel Jones. He says, uh, Walter Football has Haskins, Dwayne Haskins, going at number three, Drew Locke going at number 10, and Kyler Murray, the Heisman winner out of Oklahoma, going at number 13. He says, for the record, as it stands today, I do not like drafting a quarterback in the first round, especially not trading up for one. And I am absolutely dead in agreement with him on trading up for one. I do not see... Um, Kyler Murray going that low. I don't see Kyler Murray and his intoxicating skill set going as the fourth quarterback in the draft. I could be totally wrong here. I just think somebody's going to fall in love with that skill set, despite the five, nine, and whatever, and the small frame. But I am not, let me repeat, not trading up 10 spots in the draft for Daniel Jones who some people don't even think is a first-round pick just because he's coached by David Cutcliffe and just because he's got some size. No thanks. And yet, I'm sorry, I can still see the Redskins doing something crazy like that. Hopefully they won't because hopefully cooler heads will prevail and hopefully Kyle Smith can convince the right people uh, that they can get the right prospect at the right time. Will they? I don't know. I don't know. All right. Take a quick time out. We'll come back, finish up the Locked on Redskins podcast episode number 178 right here and next on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Thanks for being with us. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked on NFL scouting podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, good to have you aboard with us. It is episode number 178 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Uh, and we'll wrap up the show this way. We'll put DeShazer Everett backup safety and as well special team stud uh, in the skin spotlight. But also we mentioned that Landon Collins, multi-time pro bowler of the New York Giants, having some issues, right? There's all sorts of reports that the Giants are potentially not going to tag him with a franchise tag. 
or maybe even the transition tag, and apparently he cleaned out his locker, and then there was all sorts of reports that he didn't, and then he's exchanging barbs on Twitter with a reporter saying he has everything he needs, um, and the indication was that he was done. Now, the Giants still have some time to make that decision, uh, but the bottom line is is doesn't look like things are very harmonious for Landon Collins right now, and going back to the draft – when he was taken in 2015, uh, Diana Rossini had reported this, and I know he had said this, I believe, at the Combine, that he wanted to come to the Redskins. He idolized Sean Taylor, and he wanted to come to the Redskins. And oh, by the way, he happens to play a very much of a need position at safety. Oh, and by the way, he happened to play at the Redskins' favorite college program, the University of Alabama. Just saying. Just saying. Just saying. Just saying. He was hurt at the end of last year as well. He didn't have as good of a year last year as he had the previous two years. Just saying. Uh, DeShazer Everett in the Skins spotlight. Almost 27 years old um, and six foot 195 out of Texas A&M. Uh, listen, he's a useful player. He's not a full-time safety. I, I think everybody understands that. Played 136 uh, snaps on defense. Uh, last year, 86 in run defense, uh, three pass rush, and 47 in coverage. Overall, a 64.4 grade, 73.3 against the run out of 100, according to ProFootballFocus.com and their premium subscription. 42.5 grade tackling, that's not very good. 57.7 pass rush and a 54.2 in terms of coverage. He... Had 15, uh, let me see here, uh, 18 total tackles, 18 total tackles. Uh, He had five missed tackles, so that's why that number is a little bit high. He had seven stops that resulted in a loss for the offense. He had uh, six completions on seven targets for a nearly 86% completion and reception percentage. Good for 52 yards, 8.7 yards per reception. 44 yards after the catch, uh, and uh, did have an interception. So, you know, some of his coverage skills, not great for DeShazer Everett. Again, not a full-time safety. Just real quickly, uh, looking at his four-year career in Washington, his overall cumulative defensive grades have been pretty good. Uh, In 2017, he did play 588 snaps uh, on defense, so a lot more, and his overall grade was lower at 58.9 uh, and his you know, grades across the board were in the high 50s uh, and a low 60. Uh, in 2016, he played a very limited amount of snaps, and all of his grades, uh, for the most part, were in the 80s. But again, very, 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 very limited snaps. Um, so, you know, again, he is very much a part-time player, uh, let's call it that, uh, for DeShazer Everett. Uh, he has really kind of, you know, made his – you know, made his 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 bacon, if you will, as a special teams player. That is what DeShazer Everett is, quite honestly. As a special teams player, he didn't grade out overly uh, great. Overall, a 62.1 out of 100, but he played 341 snaps total on special teams in 2018 for the Washington Redskins, 72 on kick return, 70 on kick coverage, 55 on punt return, 
81 on punt coverage, 63 on field goal block, um, you know, and a season high of 72.3 against the Tennessee Titans in week 16. So uh, DeShazer Everett, again, is not a perfect special teams player, but he's certainly part of the mix. And uh, again, the 62.1 cumulative grade, his second lowest, he's, you know, usually hovering right around the low 70s, but certainly a useful player. And he's played over a thousand special team snaps for the Washington Redskins in his four year career. All right, that's going to do it for us on the Locked on Redskins podcast, episode number 178. Again, DeShazer Everett in the Skins spotlight. Again, that's going to do it for us. Thanks for being with us. Make sure you follow us again at Locked Redskins, at WrestleMania 621, and at Locked on NFL Net on both Twitter and Instagram. Adios. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked on NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.